back again for a new edition. We are in the month of May, and that means we are post-draft, and we are into the study of who will be the next Super Bowl champion here on the Sunday card. As we get set to go over rosters for the rest of the spring and the summer, it's our annual extravaganza of yeah, I feel like we're taking like you know a, a, the bar exam for the NFL. That's kind of we study for it, and then at the end of the year we figure out whether we were right. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver here with you for another edition of the Sunday Card. Matty, it's May. We're in the throngs of NHL and NBA playoffs. R.I.P. to the Rangers. They just didn't show up against the Devils. Unfortunately, Game Seven didn't work out. Who would have thought the Knicks would go farther than the Rangers? Not I. Ray Rangers thought it was a two-game series. Best, of, it was a, you know, you know, best of, best of three series for them. But yeah, regardless of that. But yes, this is this is the time of year we get to shake out all of the uh, new new faces and new places, and uh, <laughs> we don't have to be surprised that week one we go, oh, there, you know, that team now. This is a good exercise that we get to do to. To, to put the pieces in the new spots after, you know, because you can only keep up with so many Adam Schefter tweets on on signing day. There's so many, so many changes. I mean, the list that we have that you put together, it's like the comings and the goings and the and, and the still to sign free agents and the drafted players. There is just so many moving parts in the NFL. Yeah, I, I feel like now is the time where, you know, you kind of look at the depth charts and like you said, you're like, ah, that's not bad. <laughs> like, you know, and you, and you start to kind of, dare I say, fall in love. You start to fall in love a little bit. Some free agent moves, you know? You could definitely build storylines in your head. You start to just put mm-hmm. the pieces together and you go, well, they were really missing a defensive tackle. Like they, Now that they have that, the opportunities, and you can run wild with it. You absolutely can. It will, without question, form our, you know, I'm a this guy. I think the last couple of years, like last year, we wanted to be Jets guys, and years mm-hmm. before we wanted to be Lions guys, and you know, we've always had issues with teams like the Falcons and the Bears. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about all those teams. And last year we did a great job because we were Eagles guys all year. I mean, and, we really – and in and in preseason. Jags, Jags guys too. And Jags guys too. Make the playoffs. Did a good playoffs. job. But we, I mean, yeah, we, we were we were Jets guys a year early. We were Jets guys, you know, obviously. Oh, we were. All, we're all, all, find of us, out. all of us minus Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> well. Lewis. Uh, yeah. All I'm going to say before you get to the Jets, it's like there was a team that made a big quarterback signing last offseason, and things went horribly. And we'll talk about that team, too, because we this is our AFC free agency breakdown. And what we're going to do is we're going to go – each division, team by team, look what they did in free agency, the low loot losses that they had, and then the drafts and see exactly, you know, does that team fit? And at the end of each division, we're going to make a over-under prediction or a divisional winner prediction. And, Maddie, I'm going to tell you something right now. This is like Danny stepping into the future. You know, Danny's been Danny's been living in 2016, 2018 glory years for a long time. I am graduating a little bit from the ho hum, same old Danny. Like I see things in the league that are changing, and there might be some predictions that may really surprise you. You're adapting to the league, Danny. You're adapting. You, you mm. don't just need like a fullback on the team to make you fall in love with them. 
I love a good fullback, but adapt or die. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go through it. Let's start in the AFC East, shall we? Let's go. We're going to give you the over-unders and the divisional odds for each team. We'll start with a team that a year ago, nobody, not one person, would have said, there's no way this team can make the Super Bowl. Every single prognosticator said that the Buffalo Bills would be in the Super Bowl. And yet, they once again fall on the sword against the Cincinnati Bengals this time in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. They are a – their over-under is 10-and-a-half. They are a – does that say plus? It does say plus. Plus 130 odds to win their division. Here are some of their ads. They add two running backs and Damian Harris, directly from the Patriots, and Latavius Murray. They get Connor McGovern, an offensive lineman. They sign Puna Ford who is a defensive tackle from Seattle, and they signed Taylor Rapp, a safety from the Rams. They lose Tremaine Edmonds, but but they address it in the draft, getting Dorian Williams, a guy out of Tulane, a rookie. And then they had a pretty good draft as well, getting the tight end Kincaid out of Utah and a guard Torrance out of Florida that I really, really liked. They also made a lot of re-signs. They re-signed Matt Milano, Jordan Poyer, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips. They revamped this defense. But they once again deal with losing another coordinator and a defensive coordinator. How do you see the Bills going into 2023? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to still like about the roster. Obviously, said Tremaine Edmonds was kind of that one casualty out of they kept most of the rest of that defense together. And, and you know, if there's a guy to go, it's going to be a linebacker. He's cut, you know, we're going to try and find a replacement. But I, the ads of, you know, the Bills haven't been able to run the football very well. Get two very straight line between the tackles. Runners up there. Like, you can't get more straight line than those two guys. So, that could be, you know, a nice addition for them. But, again, the coaching fit is really – I mean, there's nothing to not like about this, this roster. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, that was an immediate, like, for a yeah. fantasy, fantasy managers, like, <laughs> the possibilities, which, again, it's like – I he'll probably end up being one of those guys that goes way too high because – there's just not going to be enough to go around in Buffalo. I mean, they score a ton of points, but they got a lot of guys to feed, and he's still behind Dawson Knox. So um, love the roster on paper, but like you said, I mean, the changing from coordinators, thats you got to see it on the field. You definitely do, and defensive especially. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I I've said it to you, and I've texted you this. There's no free lunch anymore with the quarterbacks in this conference. That's, that's my – theme for this year and nowhere does that ring more true than buffalo if it ain't this year i mean what are we doing now now mm -hmm. i mean we have years with josh allen there's no question like josh allen's going to be there for a long time but now okay we've we've basically brought back the same defense we've added a few little touches and pieces here and there we've only lost our middle linebacker which i think we could probably supplement with younger players we get better running backs that are more slashers. I think Damian Harris will be a nice little pop, you know, in the running back mm -hmm. room to add along with Cook and now Latavius Murray backing him up. There's depth. There's offensive line play. They've added that in the draft as well. Now they got the double tight end set. Run the little 12 personnel with Josh Allen running the football too. I, I, I do wonder how much they will take off of the shoulders of Josh Allen this year. And 10 and a half, like it seems like that's a fair number, obviously. 
I don't want the Bills to turn in what the Rams were last year, though. Like, you don't want that. You do not want to be what last year's Rams were. And I'm not saying they will be, but there's always a cautionary tale when coordinators leave and, you know, it's a year of, oh, man, can we get over the hump? Like, what are they now is my question. And, and similarity between, you know, Allen, Allen had the, I think, what was the UCL or something in his shoulder mm-hmm. at the end of last year, and Stafford uh-huh. was coming off of that coming into last year, and it's, how is the shoulder going to be? I mean, that's 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 a pretty horizontal comparison right there if we're really looking at it. Yeah. Except, except the minus the Bills not having the Super Bowl already. I so, know. That's what's bad about it. It's not like they won. Yeah, they didn't have it. And you're like, okay, well, now we can reload. Like, they didn't get there, and they now might be, you know, having that problem. Uh, they might be. Um, let's move on. Let's go to my uh, Miami. Uh, this is an interesting group. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is an interesting group because they did a lot. They yeah. did a lot to help their defense. And I'll tell you something, Matt. I've ragged on this team for years. You know that. You know I have the, the, one of the least favorite teams of mine, obviously. But I'm going to tell you something. Adding David Long, a linebacker. Trading for Jalen Ramsey. Adding Deshaun Elliott in the back end at safety. They still have Howard. They still have Javon Holland back there already. They get two more, like, you know, more slot receivers, you know, that guys that fit their system. They get more speed in Robbie Anderson. They get Barrios, a slot guy who's going to be a reliable catcher, you know. And if need be that their quarterback goes down, Mike White, the savior, is the backup cornerback that they sign. Not that that's a big deal, but – it does give them stability for if they do need to kind of bridge it for a few games. This team made the playoffs last year, not having their quarterback again for all 17 games. Their number is nine and a half. They have a plus 300 odds to make to win the division. They added even more speed by getting the kid out of Texas A&M at running back really fast. A chain, the kid is there's I'm not gonna lie there's a lot to like about the Dolphins I I have to I have to concede I mean they just they reload the running backs into they they bring all three of their guys in which they want to do and just speed all over the field that the chosen Anderson is now the the, the big piece a couple of big pieces again just crossing patterns left and right on this team and I know you don't think it, it, it and it's not it's simplified it works and when you're just faster than everybody else they can't catch you. So, <laughs> I mean, and my wrong was last year was just Big Daniel's first year, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to take a lot of lessons from your first year and be able to go a long way with it, too. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it. Hopefully, two is jujitsu. Tra- actually, that makes a lot of sense. Tra- when I heard that, when I heard that, that actually makes a lot of sense, though, to be, to be learning how to not just get rock body to the ground all the time. Like, that could be some actual practical training for him. So, Keep Tua healthier. If not, you've got Mike White. I mean, you almost every team needs to plan now to miss their QB for like two to three games just from injury in, in a 17-game season. So it's a good thing to have. And I mean, Miami was already on the way up. I think they're only more so. Uh, you don't want to have a second-year letdown, obviously, but here's where I'm impressed. Like, Tua aside, I, I, I we can get – we'll have Tua debates yeah. all year long. Let's talk about the roster beyond the quarterback, I guess. <laughs> Tua can do all the five-yard slants he wants. It's going to be great. Fine. I'll give you that. Vic Fangio comes to coach his defense. That's pretty scary. Like, that's a really good coach to bring in to coach your defense. It's just something in the water. 
Now they're Miami, and and usually bad things happen to them, but might be somebody to believe in. And they got the certified weapon at punter and Jake Bailey who's coming over. How about that? So they've got special teams galore as well. Let's talk about the team, though, that everybody wants to talk about. The team that made the biggest splash. Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Mr. Rodgers, the king of New York now. Apparently he owns owns New York. It is amazing how the California kid can go to the country and – and, and stay there for 18 years, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, Beverly Hillbillies with this guy. He's just going off to this big city, and now he owns the whole place. It's really incredible, because he gets to bring over all of his friends. He gets to bring over... Co- when you saw Randall Cobb get signed by the Jets, I mean, like, this guy owns... It's not Woody Johnson's team anymore. I, I walked into a bartending shift and it was the first thing on the TV and I laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> you got it. Can be all the friends are coming. All his buddies are coming to town. They already had Alan Lazard. And it was just like, you had to finally actually be in the building to be like, no, come on. Randall's coming over. I know he's 38 and I know he had like 15 catches last year, but we had like 14 first downs on those 15 catches. So <laughs> It's absurd. It's absurd. Would you rather have uh, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and throwing Miko Hardman there, or Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore, because that's what they got rid of. I, I think it's an upgrade still. You think it's an upgrade? Okay. So, and honestly, you're probably right. Maybe slight. I think it's probably horizontal. They also bring in Billy Turner, former guard mm-hmm. for the Packers. Um, Quentin Jefferson. They add to the defensive line. They they made the first trade of the year with Chuck Clark from Baltimore. They re-signed Quincy Williams at linebacker. I thought what they did in the draft was interesting. They got more pass rush. I think they probably wanted offensive line, but they ended up getting more pass rush. They got probably the best center, one or two best center uh, in the draft. And they had another running back and a tight end as well. So I, I think this team, they're nine and a half wins. The Jets are nine and a half wins, plus 230 to win the division. So second highest odds to win the division. Is it just Rodgers? I mean, is it that simple? Like, can it all come together? They got Nathaniel Hackett, too, like to coach the offense, Rodgers' favorite coordinator. Can it all come together? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it just foolproof, or am I missing something? It does feel like you should. it should just be two feet in. Like, why isn't this number? Why aren't they favored to win this? Like, the defense is locked and loaded last year. I mean, it was what got them by on, on the amount of games that they were able to win with just the worst quarterback play up and down, you know, the – Four different quarterbacks they had to play with all were horrible. But again, it just it's shades of if we want to make more comparisons. This is the Broncos last year had a had a mm. defense ready to go. I mean, Rodgers, different level than Russ for, for sure. More MVPs, more more no less for Bulls. Less for same Bulls. same amount. Same amount. Same amount. Same amount. Um, and I think it's that's just what's scary about it is it's like. Again, on paper, everything makes sense, but it's the Jets. It's Aaron Rodgers is old. It's we saw this story last year with the same kind of thing, and it's like, who knows? They just feel like it's it's just poison in the water. I, I can't can't you just hear Lewis's voice in the background? Nope. It's the Jets. Like you can hear it. It's I just still it. the Jets. It's just the goddamn Jets. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it's like I I I think getting Brees Hall will be will be good. I just. Mm. Can can Bobby Salah not screw it up? That's that's like he does. He has the keys. Just don't screw it up. Like let the guy do what he wants to do. But I can see week seven, week eight, if they're you know three and five, 
people are going to question this Rogers guy is a bum. He doesn't care. He's, he's, he's distant. He's this, that, and the other. Like he just doesn't even care about like, can you, I can see it. I know. Well, if he just didn't play with such a, just a grouch on his face, maybe what he was playing. I mean, he does, doesn't hide it very well. He's not a, he's not a really pick up the guys with like, you know, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, it's just not really that. Not always, not always. In the right times, he knows, he knows how to push the buttons, but yeah, you got to let him do his thing. I mean, he's certainly running the show already. I know. Yeah, all over all over the Knicks games, the Rangers. Mr. Introspective, you know. Yes. No no darkness this season. Nope. Can't go into it. And then let's go to, obviously, you know, the curiosity of this. Can you believe, if, if I were to say to you, three years ago, the Patriots are going to start out as 8-1 to one odds to win, a, win their division. Seven and a half wins is all it takes to get an over. What would you have said? I said Tom Brady retired. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's happened here? I mean, man. I mean, I get they're on paper not they're the they're probably on paper you know not the worst team, but are they the worst team on paper? But you know the Patriots are not a paper team, and and you know I, I we can go through the Juju Smith Schusters and all the the of course Riley Reef you can't not mention him on the show. I mean he's he's coming over, and and the the draft that they had getting Gonzalez getting White everybody's screaming about Marte Mapu. Uh, out of Sacramento State, and how genius of a of a of a draft pick that was. I mean, is this team a seven and a half win team? Like, and it all kind of stems off of one thing. Does is it now in Bills we trust in New England? I was going to say the acquisition is Bill O'Brien. I mean, that's that's the big thing because the addition and subtraction, out regardless of the draft. Like the free agents in and out feel just like equal. Like they can't mm. be more James Robinson, Damian Harris, uh, you know, Juju for Jacoby Myers, Myers, like yeah. John Smith and Mike Kosicki. Like what? Like they are the same thing. Just lateral moves. So yeah. the real change in, in, in New England is going to be who is calling the plays on offense. And now we at least have an answer to that this year. We didn't basically didn't have an answer the entire last off. Hey, Bill, it's Matt. It's, Whoever else, the guy, the ball boy, but now they have a guy running the ship. Can Mac Jones have a bounce back? We've seen one, you know, above average rookie year and one pretty below average second year. Where is he going to settle in? Mac Jones, literally, if, if he does this, if he has a 66% completion percentage, shows for 25 touchdowns and 10 picks and has 4,000 yards passing. I think is that he, would be a big achievement. Is he is he because that's almost where he was his rookie year. That's a little bit of an improvement on his rookie year. Is he the franchise guy? I'm not a franchise guy. He's 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 oh, adequate. They, you, you, you don't build around that. They better figure it out because we're not doing these fifth year options. I, I guarantee you, Bill is not going to take a fifth year option on Mac Jones. It, it 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 is a good season for Mac Jones, but at the same time, it's not like all right, he's the guy. Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like they need the 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 demarcation line for Mac Jones this year, and really for Bill Belichick is you need to win a playoff game. I was gonna say it's gonna come down to bigger moments. The stats are the stats, but if you're in a tie game, two minute drill, you know what I mean? You got to see yeah, those yeah. things. It's got to be able to to. The intangibles of it all, like this, you know, those stats would be adequate. But if he has 
three game winning drives in the season to to get you guys to nine and eight or whatever or ten and ten and seven, then yeah. Here's my issue with the Patriots. You have games like the Packers where you have Bailey Zappi and you go to overtime and you lose in overtime to Aaron Rodgers. You, game you shouldn't have been in. You're going in against Cincinnati and you fumble the ball to win the game. The Minnesota game with all the craziness of special teams and the, and the Hunter Henry play. The Raiders. I said, let's forget the Raiders. We can't forget that game, shall we? I mean, rip my freaking skull out of my head uh, with the Raiders. All these games that they were like probably should have won in the end. But then I come back to this stat of how many starting quarterbacks did the Patriots beat last year? And the answer is one of their eight wins. And it's Jared Goff. You can't just be beating the Colt McCoys and the Sam Ellingers and the Zach Wilsons. and the, Like, they won one win over a starting quarterback last year. For all the games that they should have won, they didn't. And all the games that they did win were against Bumps. Yeah, you wonder if the schedule and just the luck of it all maybe hit hit a lot about this team. It's going to be – it's a great Man, point. It's a great it's point. just – it's hard to, to figure them out. Like, I don't even know this year. And I study them left and right. So let's go to a play here. Uh, AFC East, do you like any over-unders? Do you like a division winner, one or the other, whatever? I would take Miami to win the division. I, I think that's plus 300. I think there's a solid chance. But I don't know. Maybe I would say actually maybe take their over more instead. I would take their over nine and a half instead of win the division. Um, I think that's a 10-win team for sure. I mean, I shouldn't say for sure. Nothing's for sure. But – um, I don't really want to touch the Bills with super high expectations and all that. Um, ten and a half's high, and I just don't want to go anywhere near the Patriots. And the only play I would make on the the Patriots would be under, and 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 that's just a dumb bet against Bill and against the Bills. So against the Bills, Bills versus Bills. Yeah. Um, this might shock you, but that's exactly what my play is: Dolphins to win the division plus three hundred. Yeah, because and here's why. Again, it's finally a two, a, a three-dimensional team, right? Mm. It's finally offense, defense, special teams. It's finally putting in, you know, the work, the coaching staff, putting that together, building the team that I see. My one caveat, though, is if their quarterback takes a hit, his career is over. So that's my one thing. Yeah. But if you're telling me the Dolphins are the third, third odds, third highest odds in the division – it's the value, man. Yep. As long if he wasn't made out of glass, bones, and paper skin, like it'd be a totally different story. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we got to see. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to roll better. He's gonna have to get rid of that ball faster. And again, may, I just think a lot of growth between a young quarterback and a first-year head coach, and like just great things. I think that they're they're gonna build. They're gonna build. We have two quarterbacks in that division that are trying to become franchise quarterbacks. And we have two quarterbacks in the division that have no more room. You got your money. You got your you got your fame. You have the team. Go out and do it. Uh, let's go to the AFC South where there are basically free passes getting given out to all the other quarterbacks <laughs> in this division. So we'll give out free passes here. Free launch for the AFC South because, man, it is – It's you know what? I'm not going to say it's garbage. I'm going to say I smell opportunity. Youth, a lot of youthfulness, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of prove it to me uh, mm-hmm. teams here, and, and somebody's gonna come up. Somebody's got to come out on top, right? Last year we got the worst of first, Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's the first team we'll talk about. Their win total is ten. 
They are minus 150. Hmm. Minus 150 to win the division. I can smell it. I can smell the stench that you're smelling with that number. It's just a little scary. But who else has a quarterback? I know. It just. I still feel like I would rather take a take a gamble on, on a rookie. I guess a rookie winning the division is is a big deal. But boy, there's a there's a team that not only drafted today. There's a team that made a ton of moves this offseason that like has has be raising eyebrows. We'll get to that. Um, the only moves the Jags made, they signed Dearness Johnson, running back, and they signed Roy Robertson Harris, a D tackle. So that strengthens them. They tag Evan Ingram. The biggest move is getting Ridley off a of, off of suspension. That's right. huge for their offense. What I does it doesn't feel like they did a lot to help the offensive line, if anything, and they lost their left tackle. Yeah, they lost uh, to the Chiefs. Didn't we think that needed maybe be a little bit more shirt up for Trevor Lawrence, the French, if we want to give him some time to throw back there? It was a decent, you know, group, but I would have thought they would have went a little harder. I mean, they didn't go after really anybody in free agency. Well, Juwan Taylor was a right tackle as well. Okay. And they did draft Anton Harrison in yes. the first round. So, and I really like him. I think he's got very, he's very fleet of foot. That's what I would say. I think he might be a steal. He might be a steal. And I like the tight end they drafted out of Penn State. I really like him. I think he could be a superstar uh, if they actually utilize him well. I think they have the team in place. I just think they needed to get a little younger at certain positions. And Jawan Taylor was just too expensive. Like they yeah. don't have they don't have the cap. They know they're going to pay Lawrence. I'm not sure how they deal with like the cap. I'm not confident in them to deal with that. But in terms of like next year, yes, they should be the favorite. But this Southern Division has always been like teams flipping and flopping. So, and the team I want to talk about next is might be the team that you're thinking about. Man, we were, I mean, we were on opposite ends last year on the Colts. Like, I never liked the Colts. You loved the Colts with Matt Ryan. Well, it didn't work out, no. And they add Gardner Minshew to this team, but the whole story around this is how good can Anthony Richardson be? I'll tell you something, Matt. I was freaking pumped that they drafted Anthony Richardson. I thought that was awesome that they were able to get a guy whose potential could be out of this world if they get it right. And I think they have the coach to do it. Yeah, it felt like that was the what you know, all the draft stuff obviously going in was Levis, 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 all we're hearing. And it's like, you know, Levis is no sure thing too. And you've got this other guy here who's also, you know, they're kind of feel like equally not a sure thing, but one guy's got these intangibles that you just can't pass up on. And they didn't end up doing that at the end of the day. So this isn't the team I was excited to talk about. There's another. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I, I know as much as, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, excited, I Colts I'm excited. Year, but... I'm excited about the Colts and what, what can happen here. I really am. I don't know. I just, I think maybe last year took too much out of me with the Colts. <laughs> I just, I just don't feel the love anymore. I just really don't. You, 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 you gotta believe Indianapolis. Well, I, what I like in the draft, I thought they had the best draft. Like to me, they had the best draft because they got the most athletes um, like Isaiah McKenzie comes over in, in the wide receiver position, but they also got Josh Downs out of North Carolina. So they have their two slot receivers and it's just had instead, instead of just having giant outside receivers like Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman, now they have slot guys that they can throw to. Um, they, they, they got other dudes. They got a nice, good tackle at BYU. Uh, corner at Brents out of Kansas State, I think is very interesting to replace Stephon Gilmore. I think they have some pieces here to be sneaky to be sneaky. 
in this division. What's the team you want to talk about? I like a lot of the moves that Houston made. I know that CJ Stroud, I wasn't I wasn't crazy on, but like I mean, they just cut some dead weight with like Rex Burkhead and everything else. They they keep Larry Laramie Tunselin. They had a they had three tight ends. They had uh, Robert Woods is a nice little piece. They had a, a, a few pieces on the defensive end, Sheldon Rankins, mm-hmm. Shaq, uh, Shaq Mason on the offensive line. I just feel like they kind of got a little a little bit better everywhere. Like they they kind of added pieces all over the place. They lose Brandon Cooks. He's not dead weight. But again, it was Burkhead, Philip Dorsett, like they didn't lose much. They didn't have much to lose, I guess. But they lose Cooks. I, yeah, actually, that, that's the only one. But uh, man, I don't know. I just feel like CJ Stroud, Will Anderson's an immediate, an immediate, uh, you know, game changer on the defensive side. It could be crazy. And I love that um, the offense that with Pep Hamilton, right? Yeah, the offensive coordinator. Well, I think he might. Or is he gone? I think oh, he no. might. I I, I got to check the I, OC. I, don't have I, I, I honestly can't even. Well, D'Amico Ryan's is their new head coach. Their right, new offensive right, right. coordinator is Bobby Slowick, who I actually read okay. an article recently on. I, I can't remember anything from it. So that's that's as much as I know. Ah, uh, so I, I didn't know. I didn't know the offensive coordinator was out too. But I mean, obviously, D'Amico Ryan's him him being in first. Year, we've got two. So you're hitching your wagon to one rookie head coach with a rookie mm-hmm. quarterback, and I'm hitching mine to another. This should be interesting. We got another Colts Titans thing like we had last year. Now we're seeing, oh yeah, guess what? I think the Colts are going over their number, not the Texans. And you're like, and no. Me, me and Danny are going to be the only people locked into every Colts and Texans game. <laughs> well, every year with this division, we just have grunt, grunt, like just these 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 little wars with each other. You know? Yeah, we we never because again, this is just it's a. It's always the f- most fun division. It's 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 awful football, but it's so much fun. I don't like CJ Stroud. Yeah, that's I you know I that's I didn't really like him either. But then I don't know the potential is there. I, he's just as much of a wild card as Anthony Richardson, really. Yeah, yeah, but I think I I just I and I think Stroud has more potential to play this year. Right. But if you're telling me okay, Case Keenum or Gardner Minshew, I'm taking the younger of those two. I'm taking Gardner Minshew, and I'm also banking on the fact that Anthony Richardson could progress a lot quicker. I just like his attitude. I just like his attitude, his demeanor. I like everything about him. And, and I don't think he's going to be a superstar this year, but I think he could be whatever Justin Fields is not. Like, I think he can just hey. – he could so surpass Justin Fields. Now you're just – now you're taking shots. You're taking – I'm just I'm sorry. ricochet shots on Justin Fields. Over. I'm sorry. Uh, are the Titans tanking? <sighs> Feels like it. They just got – that quarterback room now is hilarious. Tannehill, <laughs> who was like the first round pick that's like never lived up to his name. And then you've just got these two guys now that have just been like potential first round picks that dropped into the third round of the Titans. You're just like, we'll give you we'll give you a spot. We'll give you a home. See if you can take this guy's job. Like that quarterback room was absolutely hilarious to me. And it just doesn't feel like where, like, where did they get better? Like, where did they get better? They didn't. They didn't. I, I think they added some pieces defensively, like Aziz Alshair. I really mm-hmm. like Sean Murphy Bunting. I really like, um, obviously lo- losing the defense. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, and, and that's so they'll survive because their offensive line just took so many hits. I mean, losing Luan, losing Ben Jones, uh, Bobby Trees is gone. Like, who are they throwing to? You know, you might as well let Levis and Willis 
go at. It's so weird seeing those two on the same team because I covered one in high school and I knew one in college yeah. or graduate school. And it's just so weird, like seeing them together. I love Skaronsky. I, I love that kid. I think Skaronsky is the best offensive lineman in the draft. So right there, it's a plug and play thing. You're just basically surviving on Derrick Henry and, and seeing maybe they might be one of those, those teams like, you know, the, the Vrabels, the Tomlins, the Belichicks where you just compete and they surprise you and you get an over on a seven and a half. They're always going to be right around 500. Like they're always just going to be floating between seven to nine wins. Yep. So what's the play? Cause I got two of them, actually three of them. Ah, uh, jeez. I, I have no idea. Probably Jacksonville under that just feels, it just feels like an inflated number. I get that the division's bad, but it's always, it's always feisty. And, and again, you know, they're totally dependent on Trevor Lawrence, I think, at this point now. So, you know, he missed a couple games, whatever happens. I think I think 10 for Jacksonville feels like just a little too much. Nine wins the division? Yeah. I think hasn't so, it done, Hasn't it done that like the past few years? <laughs> I think they won. Much. Didn't they win 11 games last year or 10, 10 11 they games might have won. They might have won 11 games. Uh, I forget. It's 17 now. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's freaking me out, too. Uh my play is exactly kind of the narrative of, of me and you going to be fighting about this is Texans under six and a half Colts over six and a half Colts to win the division because if Trevor Lawrence goes down, the Colts have the best next roster, you know? So I'm going to take a stab plus five fifty. I'll take a stab at that. You know, you know? I, I mean, I'll throw, I'll throw plus 800 on D'Amico Ryan's to make it. Oh hey, yeah. Worst to first, right? Worst to first. Uh, worst to first. Last year. That's now, now you're back. Now, Matt, worst of first. I love that. I love it. Let's go to the AFC North. Uh, I guess we'll just start with the team that everybody's been talking about. The story of the offseason has been about Lamar. Lamar, 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 Lamar. And and and, and Lamar. And so the the whole notion around the Ravens is that now Lamar's back. He's got his money. He's got his bread. We went out. We got him Odell. We got him a fancy new receiver in Zay Flowers at the draft. We got him Nelson Aguilar. Uh, we got him. We got him. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, the Ravens did not make a lot of moves. Yet, it appears like they're generally going into the same team with the same team, just a little bit younger. Like the older guys are gone. Calais Campbell gone. Chuck Clark traded. Marcus Peters is still a free agent, so maybe he gets re-signed, but he's not on the team anymore. And they replace that with other wide receivers, linebackers. They do not pick up Patrick Queen's fifth-year option. That is quite interesting. So he's on like like a prove it contract year now. They didn't do much. They're nine and a half win total. They're plus two fifty, which is the second highest odds to win this division. But Matt, I I could be honest with you, I'm not sure that Zay Flowers and Odo Beckham is exactly what Lamar thinks he's getting because I don't know what the new offensive coordinator is going to do. I know I'm, I'm like looking at this and I'm, I was trying to like coming into the, like breaking down this division, like really almost like trying to find a way. It's like okay, obviously like they had the biggest resign. You know, if if Aaron Rodgers is the biggest signing, he is the biggest resigning, the second biggest. Mm-hmm. You know signing in this uh in this conference um and it's yeah it's still it's gonna be 
is it just all on the back of Lamar? Like, is it like, are they going to make it any easier for him? Are they going to be able to, you know, the defense down the stretch last year, they obviously they had Rokon Smith at the trade deadline last year. Yes. They were one of the better defenses down the stretch once they added him. That's it makes sense why not picking up Patrick Queen's option as well. They just signed him, Rokon to a big fat contract. So, um, but yeah, I agree. It's like, they're still relying on that defense to play at a super high level. And then, What's Lamar going to give you, especially in the passing game? And is he going to be on the field? Yeah, well, that's the whole kit and caboodle about it, isn't it? Is it Lamar going to be on the field for 17 games? Because if he is, he's MVP level good. But I think, again, marrying this new coach comes over from Georgia. This is the offensive coordinator from Georgia, Todd Munkin, comes over to coach now. No more of uh, – I already put his name out. Greg Roman, no more of that. Um what does that new offense look like? Odell has not had more than 45 catches in like three years. He's so old. He's so, He's so old. And like, is he is he healthy? I get he had a whole year off. Nelson Aguilar, that just feels like another, you know, fast receiver that, that's not very good. And then Zay Flowers better be better than Hollywood Brown. I'll say that. That's his, that's his, has to be his four is Hollywood Brown. Otherwise, it's not worth it to them. So I think their defense is still good. Again, can they put it all together offensively? Yeah, I was I was looking at their defense, so I'm like, their defense is still – and, again, they just get the best out of their players as it is. So, um, they, they you know, they lost except the older guys, Clay's Campbell, but they, they restocked with young talent, and they know how to get the best out of their players. Always going to have a front seven. It's just kind of free. It's football. It's what they build around. So – Definitely still very capable and still very frisky in this division. I'm always going to root for Lamar because he's doing it on, on his own. And I love that about him. He got a huge contract, and I think he did deserve it. Like, that contract is big. He got the bag. Such a prove-it year. I mean, the, probably the probably the biggest prove-it year mm. out of anybody. No maybe. excuse here. Yeah, no. The, the, he, I think he above all else because there's no more. Like, you haven't even made an AFC championship game, bro. Like, yeah. Like, you got the bag, you got everything you want, you got Odell, you got all the receivers, like, you got a new coordinator. It's time, brother. Like, it is time. Uh, let's go to a team that kind of always falls under the radar. And, again, this is a team that of a quarterback that I'm going to give a pass to because he's already proven that he can win. He's proven that he can get his team to the Super Bowl. Now, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, and I think that's – so that's good for Joe Burrow, which makes it even scarier because I think he's going to be still more motivated to get there. They add Irv Smith in place of Hayden Hurst, who they lost as a tight end. They had Orlando Brown at the left tackle position. I think that's probably an upgrade. Cody Ford at the guard, again, upgrade. They re-signed Jermaine Pratt, their linebacker. But they lost a lot in the secondary. Jesse Bates in particular, Von Bell, Eli Apple. They tried to replace that in the draft with guys like Jordan Battle, who I really like at Alabama, DJ Turner from Michigan. They get Miles Murphy on the D-line. Uh, they get a couple of good receivers. I think Tyler Boyd is probably going to end up being a cap casualty. So they drafted Charlie Jones out of Purdue, who's right a plug-in player to replace them, and a kid from Princeton that I like too. Um, they draft a kid, Chase Brown, to replace Samaj P. Ryan. I, I, 11 and a half for the Bengals, who are really not – I would say the Bengals are not as good roster-wise as they were last year. I would, I would venture to say that. Now, I'm not betting against Joe B. Don't get me wrong. But 11 and a half, man, like, 
feels like that could land right on 11. 11 and a half in a, in a division that's got like three, three at least, you know, average, average NFL teams. You know, I would probably put the you know, Ravens above average on their defense for sure. And have an above average quarterback. You've got, you know, the two of you talk about Pittsburgh and Cleveland, like no slouches either. They have, they have quarterbacks, one, a franchise quarterback, one that traded a, a hall for one. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like a really, really high number. And it's, you know, I mean, us, obviously the value hunters, I don't see us taking the, the Bengals to win this at only plus 120 in the division. This feels like a division that is definitely worth taking a shot in one of these other three teams. I, I couldn't agree more because I think there are, are teams that need to gel. Like the Ravens, we know what they are. The Browns just need to gel. The right. Steelers, Kenny Pickett, um, again, another pass for him. He's too young to know whether what he can do. I think he had a, him and Mac Jones, like basically the same career track, hoping he doesn't take Mac Jones's second year, obviously. But, you know, he's like, you know, kind of night and day right there between the two of them, or day and day, as you would say. So, um, yeah, the Bengals just, I don't know. There's something about them, but again, I can't. I, I'm not betting against Joe B. I'm just not going to do it. No, I wouldn't bet they're under. No, uh, Pittsburgh loved them last year. Just got over that over seven and a half. Well, now their number's eight and a half. Uh, you dare start taking it? I mean, they made they made they had to kind of mix and match their defense because they lost like Miles Jack, they lost Terrell Edmonds, they lost Cam Sutton, uh, Robert Spillane. But they, they added, like, Cole Holcomb uh, at linebacker, Landon Roberts at linebacker, Patrick Peterson, very interesting move, Keanu Neal. But I think the big thing for the Steelers is that they finally fixed their offensive line. They get Herbig. They get Aseomalu from the Eagles. They trade for Allen Robinson to give another piece with Deontay Johnson and, and, uh, and, and Pickens and Fryermuth. Like, they made some interesting moves here, and I love their draft. I say drafting Broderick Jones is, a, is just a, a great fit for them. Right. Good job on the O-line. Darnell Washington, man. I mean, that kid's going to be him and Fryermuth together. Oh, my God. That's a heck of a tight end room. So, and they get Joey Porter. Fits perfectly. They get some other kids that I really like out of Wisconsin. I mean, this Mike Town, rah-rah, baby, plus 650. You like it? I, I do. I think if they can, like, you, you hit the nail on the head with, with me for them. I was like, you know, their offensive line was really like the sore thumb on that team last year. They lost their ability to run the football. They had no, they were really not able to, especially, you know, and then yeah, you had uh, Pickett and, and Mitch pretty much play like split the games, right? They pretty much were like eight games each because they were both in and out, mm-hmm. injury and all this other stuff. So full season with Kenny Pickett and never really had a running game to work with as much as they had. Obviously, Najee Harris had an insane rookie year numbers wise because he had a, you know, like, 500 touches or something like that is rookie season. Um, and, and, you know, little less than that last year, but they have a guy that can handle a massive workload and they just got to be able to get him a little blocking up front. So if, if that could really, really help Kenny's ability to grow in his second year, if they could just get back to being able to have a little bit of running in their offense. Not a bad idea to pick off some Eagles from their offensive yeah. line. I mean, pretty good idea there. They're, they're pretty um, good at nailing those. Pretty good. And then they get one good in the in the first round of the draft. I like Pittsburgh again, Matt. I like them. And the story of drafting Joey Porter Jr. We didn't say. I mean, come on, you, you got you got you got Had to. you got Dad's boy on the team now. It's a little just a little smaller playing outside. <laughs> Only makes sense. Like just fierce competitor. What do we make of the Browns though? Like the Browns. So the Steelers have the lowest odds. They have the lowest over under. 
the Browns are just such a question mark. I mean, nine and a half wins for this team, plus 350 when we don't know anything about this quarterback and whether he can he can swing it in this division. I just don't know. And uh, I don't know, especially with these kind of strange ads. I know they got Amari Cooper, but Marquise Goodwin, Elijah Moore they trade for. They did a lot on the defensive side. Though. They revamped defensive line, man. They went all in. They went Akaronquo, Tristan Hill, Mo Hurst, Dalvin Tomlinson. They did a lot there. They get Rodney McLeod and Juan Thornhill in the secondary. But, man, I just don't know about what I feel. like. And they got a couple of interesting quarterbacks behind Watson, too. So what do you think, man? I, I can't put my thumb on the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, you know, what you always had your – you know, hat the rest, you know, what you could always rely on with this team was the the, the running back room. Mm-hmm. And you lose not only Kareem Hunt, but you lose Dearness Johnson, who's played a big role in these past couple of years, just kind of Nick Chubb now. And I, I'm not sure who's behind him in that, in that room as far as their, their second guy now. But if you take that away, and now it seems like that, obviously we're going to be putting more pressure on Watson. And that is just, how do you, how do you judge that? How, how can we possibly have any sort of clue what he's going to do? Yeah, I don't know if we can. The backup is uh, Jerome Ford. He's a second-year man out of Pittsburgh. Uh, I remember they drafted. And they still got Demetrius Felton as well. But mm. I agree. I mean, putting a full load on Nick Chubb now, like, I-, I think he could do it. Like, we've talked about Nick Chubb being, like, one of the most underrated running backs in football. But, man, I- I, you know, again, another guy. Like, I'm not sure who it is. Is it Josh Allen? Is it is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Deshaun Watson of guys that just have zero excuses? Like you literally have you're the only quarterback in football with a guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. You have all these weapons around you. You have a good defense. And now they're going to blame the coach for this. I mean, if the coach can't get Watson to play well, I get it. But I mean, Watson's got to step up, too. I have no pulse on this team. So let's go to the plays. I have Cincinnati under 11 and a half on here, but I don't like it. I would rather go Pittsburgh over. My my first instinct was Pittsburgh over because, again, they're right on that. So Tomlin, Tomlin's always at that 500 spot, and if he goes above eight and a half, he's he's above 500. So mm-hmm. it, it just seems like a solid bet to make to make. Every year. It's it's just a cash cow with Mike Tomlin. Uh, I'm not going to question it anymore. And, and, and I would, I feel like I'm going to talk myself into, into – uh, Baltimore to win the division. Move plus two, like plus two fifty, plus two fifty. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy, but it's I not, guess. it's not a far fetch. It doesn't take a big, it doesn't take a big story to to make that, you know, make that a reality. No, it doesn't. But I, again, I just, I just fear Joe Burrow. I For don't sure. fear, I don't fear, Lam- I fear Lamar in some sense, but I fear Joe Burrow much worse. I just do. He makes me shake. Um, AFC, AFC West. Speaking about quarterbacks that are destroyers of lives uh patrick mahomes is back the chiefs are back they are having 11 and a half win total which they completely deserve minus 160 to win the division which is interesting an interesting number um they don't do a lot in terms of they, they lost a lot on the on the receiver side they lost juju they lost miko hartman um they don't have a lot replacing that they added richie james uh, they've added, though, some some offensive line help. I would agree with that. Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor. But, you know, this team generally looks similar to what they were last year, and I think they'll just keep on trying to truck and 
The one thing that you can question, though, is I don't really question it that much because Andy Reid is there. Eric Bieniemy now no longer calling plays, and a good old friend, Matt Nagy, coming back to coach mm. the offense. Does that name turn your stomach a little bit or no? So that game makes me sh- that that name makes me shiver like you're Joe Burrow, but in a very bad way, <laughs> in a very very bad way. Um, yeah, I mean the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. You go ahead and bet a minus one sixty. I mean, I don't. That's like what it. I was too. I'm not. I'm not going to go against picking anybody else in this division until they lose the division because that's just you could book that as long as Patrick Mahomes in, in, in play. And like you said, yeah, you lose an offensive coordinator, but it's got to be the team that you feel the safest about losing an offensive coordinator. I can't imagine anybody, any other team that you'd feel better about. Be like, oh, they lost. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it literally so, doesn't. It really matter. doesn't matter. You know, and and the one thing I want to talk about with the Chiefs real quick, their cornerback room, their and their secondary is so young and so good. Yeah, like they have like Justin Reed's the vet, but like they got kids like Jalen Watson played really good last year. Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie. They drafted another one uh, in the draft. Um, they've got dudes like sitting back there that are ready to play that are just churning out. Last year's draft, they invested incredibly heavy i think they drafted like four corners last year yeah. i remember us talking yeah. about and it was again it's just like load it up and see who, who proves it because big duffy was the, the their highest draft guy and he had a good first year and and they were able to hit i think they you know had some hits on some of those other guys they took later on so they invested heavily in that i would not be surprised to see that be, be a, a good unit and again that's just spags is still there right i mean yeah. it's he's gonna play that kind of football that he needs to play not gonna burn him out in the regular season and come playoffs he's always gonna have a few tricks up his sleeve Yep, I, I agree with you. I, I question the the uh, the pass rush a little bit because they mm-hmm. lose Dunlap and Frank Clark. But again, they addressed that in the draft with their first round pick when they took the kid from Kansas State. So, and then they got the speedster receiver Rasheed Rice out of SMU. So they've got pretty much lock and load every year. Let's hit it. Let's ride. Come on, let's go. Oh, we're not allowed to say that anymore. No, then no, the- not this year. Don't make me say that every episode of the show. No. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Denver Broncos, eight and a half, which is the third highest uh, of the division. Foes, plus 550 to win the division. Weird signings. But I think that the one thing that they wanted to do was they wanted to get big on the offensive line. Yeah. You've loved Mike McGlinchey oh. your whole career. And now you got him. So have at it. Pretty, pretty happy to throw a big number 69 on, on one of the ends of the line there. I mean, that that's a big addition. Um, obviously, like I said, you know, they lose they lose Billy Turner out there. And they, they, they did lose some pieces, but I think they replaced it plenty fine. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it still just comes down to Russell Wilson for this, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the offense can't possibly look as bad as it was last year. The defense still has some players. There's still some names. They did lose a little in the secondary, though. I, I I am not nearly as confident. Obviously, we've got a certified number one in Patrick Sertan now. I mean, he 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 solidified himself last year. So you've got a lockdown corner on one side, but uh, and, and the Yankees had some interesting uh, weapon pieces added. I mean, mm-hmm. Samaje Pirine trade for Adam Troutman. I like that's probably the best offensive yeah. piece that outside of the offensive line that I like. They have uh, so and, many tight ends, so and, many tight ends. And I, I love, I just love the name. The, the name Marquez Callaway will stand out to me as just, I mean, the preseason, the preseason MVP last year for the Saints that I, I mean, I took him, I think on, on most of my fantasy teams last year because I thought he was going to pop, but 
Hey, uh, where, where did those guys all play? New Orleans. Marcus yep. Callaway, Adam Trump. Who's the new coach of the Denver Broncos? Sean I mean, Payton. you know, that's what I'm saying. I like Zach Allen. I like that one to replace uh, Draymond Jones. I like that a lot. Uh, and they got uh, the kid Sanders out of Arkansas. How about the how about the only white corner in the in the league? Riley Moss, yeah. man. Let's go. Gonna watch him play. He's good. Man's gonna ball. You told me you, you text me right away. So you love Marvin Mims. You like the I guy. love Marvin. You Mims. like this guy at the catch point. He goes up, makes tough catches. Love him, Oklahoma. Go watch the tape, man. Love that kid. He was a big time recruit out of Texas in high school, and he lived up to it in college. I love him. Uh, I I don't hate the Broncos. I, I I think that they have a chance, but I, like you said, it all depends on on Russ. You know, that's it. Number three. Yep. Another quarterback that needs to prove it. That needs to get it done. Like, no more excuses. I know, like, he hasn't gotten paid yet, but Justin Herbert, you're going to get paid. Let's go to the Chargers. Nine and a half is the win total. They're coming off of a disastrous wild card game. Uh, 27-0 choke job Mm. by the Chargers. They – this is basically the same Chargers team. There's nothing different. They didn't do anything. They did nothing. They added Eric Hendricks at linebacker, and that was it. Like, they, they did nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's favorite Twitter quarterback, Justin Herbert. <laughs> well, he got the, everybody's favorite social media quarterback because he could just make some throws. But, no, I mean, he's an immense talent. And, you know, the addition is, and we, I said it last week, Kellen Moore, baby. I mean, come on. Is Kellen Moore going to get oh my the most out of Justin Herbert? Is he going to be able to unlock Justin Herbert? And, again, they just is, – is Austin Eckler going to play for this year? Is he going to be on his way out of town before the season Great starts? Piece. If that happens, if that happens, they're in big trouble. Uh, you'll re-sign Keenan Allen, but you won't re-sign Austin Eckler, who's had, like, the third most touches in the league last year. Does like, literally everything on offense. I, I don't get that. I don't get that. I, I like how they, they went out and they got Quentin Johnson in the draft. So they got the TCU receiver. But isn't, so isn't he just Mike Williams 2.0? Yeah, Mike Williams is always hurt. And so is Keenan so, Allen. So it's like, you know, I, I know. I, I get it. Like, they do need they do need slot help. Like, they, they do need that. And to me, like, I, I just don't trust this coaching staff. We got one guy who can't stop going for it on fourth. We got one guy who doesn't like one guy who is the worst coach to have on fourth down for an offensive coordinator. So like I, I just this could be a disaster. I'm just this Staley cannot. wants to go for it on fifth down more this year yeah. after this year. He would love to go for it more on fifth. Yeah. Who who would like the XFL rules, nobody would benefit more from those the things. Nobody. <laughs> Oh, the about he would the, be a great every, every onside kick. Every he's like, no, we're going for it every time. He'd be a great XFL coach. He'd be awesome. Not yeah. this league. Yeah, that this that one really comes down to the decision makers because again, it's another roster that people that all the analysts look at in the offseason. They go, look at this. Look at on paper. Look at this roster. And then they got to play football games, and it just <laughs> doesn't go that well. And then they got sometimes. Play. Sometimes it does. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, also lose Bryce Callahan. J.C. Jackson may get back. We don't know. He's got a ruptured patellar tendon, so uh, no timetable for that. There are also a ton of corners on the market. Out of like the free agency yeah. positions, the corner market is – like you said, we said Marcus Peters, 
Uh, Bryce Callahan is still sitting out there, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's his name? The, the one of the brothers, Shaq, uh, Shaq Griffin, is available. Yeah, yeah he's I, available. I mean, there's a ton of corners on the market. I know, and this draft was like totally just like the corners was the big thing about the draft. Yes, but like this draft was so much more about best player available. Like there just was not a lot of talent in this draft. So, you know, it's people are, people kind of played it safe. You either saw teams basically, you know, do nothing or sign like completely revamp their whole team and and just scrap last year and now have a new team. And the chargers are the team that did nothing. The next team is the team that did everything different. Like everything is different. Complete rehaul is the Raiders. So again, we, we're at this point again where the Raiders, not only are the Raiders have a seven and a half win total again, they have even longer odds than they did last year. Last year they were seven to one to win the division. They are 12 to one to win the division. Good old Jimmy G. Good old steady hand, Mr. Beautiful, Roman God, Jimmy G is coming over to Vegas, which is a horrible town for him to be in, considering his uh, extracurricular activities with women. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that, he's a great he's, – he's a winner. He wins. He's not a great quarterback. Can't he's throw outside the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Good quarterback. Good quarterback. Wins games. Not great, but good. And look at these names. I'm going to list you some off here. Austin Hooper. O.J. Howard at tight end. The receivers. DeAndre Carter, Jacoby Myers, Philip Dorsett. My God, are they just like this is really getting scary at Patriots West here. Tam Sims. They add in a couple of corners, Brady Facefson, David Long, Duke Shelley from the Vikings, Marcus Epps from the Eagles. They tag Josh Jacobs. They bring in a bunch of guys that, that they liked last year, but look at the losses for them. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Denzel Perriman. Jonathan Hankins, Cleveland Farrell, the, the the Raiders purged the guys that Josh McDaniels basically hated and now have brought in guys that Josh McDaniels has probably worked for a time or two. I, I don't know if I still trust McDaniels as a head coach. This is big time prove it year for him. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got to not finish last in this division, which is a hard – I mean – they could definitely beat the Broncos. They could definitely beat out the Broncos. That's that's very doable. And depending on how the Chargers season goes, but they cannot finish last in this division again. No, no, they can't. And I, I love their draft. I love the, the great couple great of draft. I mean, just the first two rounds alone, like just adding that, like they, they address immediately the Waller situation with Michael Mayer, who I think is going to be great. Tyree Wilson, I thought was my favorite player in the draft. I mean, I, I thought he was better than Will Anderson. I really did. He's a freak of nature. They got a good corner from Maryland I like. Like, they got to fix the defense, yes. Like, Patrick Graham's got to be a better coach. But, I mean, 12-1. to 12-1. to you, you hate taking it because KC, you know, you just know. And, and that's my play down is my play originally was going to be KC minus 160 to win the division, sure. But now that I'm thinking about it, Chargers under 9.5 seems so Chargers to me, especially – on brand with what I think about Staley and more, I'm definitely taking the Chargers under. Yeah, you just took mine. As much as I want to talk about Kellen Moore, just to kind of give you a hard time, it <laughs> does feel like the other two teams would be more apt to take a little bit of a jump at this point now versus the Chargers kind of holding steady. And again, I actually think betting this now 
with kind of also talking about the potential of Austin Eckler not being there where this would probably drop. Uh, great point. So probably a great time to get this now if, if you're not a believer in the in the Chargers like we are. Because, again, it just makes more sense that the Raiders and the Broncos would have a little bit better of a year than they had last year. Completely agree with you. So um, let's just go through the divisions. We like Miami yep. to win the division. Uh, we like – you like Houston, but maybe <laughs> – I guess you like Houston and I like Indianapolis, which is crazy to say. Um, but I'll have a caveat coming up in a second here with that. The North, you like Baltimore a lot. A lot? Is a lot fair or you like Baltimore a lot? Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about Baltimore. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm still on Cincinnati and I think Pittsburgh is a long shot. We both like Pittsburgh. And then we're both all in on Kansas City, obviously, and really down on the Chargers here. So that's the way the cookie crumbles with this uh, free agency look. But our outlook could change as the summer goes on, as we study the uh, study the rosters. Matt, uh, real quick, let's go MVPs. Uh, anybody with the odds up, the two, the three favorites right now are Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, who I think has dropped a little bit in in the odds, but they're all around plus six fifty, plus seven hundred. Um, Anything you like out of the AFC for MVPs? Uh, yeah. So, again, I was, we're, we're talking when we're talking our, our love for Houston and the Colts. Kind of long shot talking. But, but it does feel like if things do go fine for Trevor Lawrence, he stays healthy. Potential MVP season for him. So, mm. I would take a shot on Trevor Lawrence at 16 to 1. Mm. An MVP. Obviously, you've got so many other guys in the way just in this division. Like we said, five quarterbacks in this division that are ahead of them. And Jalen Hurts over from the NFC, the top top guy in the NFC, which we'll get to next week's episode. But Trevor Lawrence is worth a shot at 16 to 1, it feels like to me. Just because of the division he plays in. Right. Alone. Could, like big potential to put up just numbers. Just numbers. Just put up numbers and and win the division. Like if if he can at least lead the the league in some category touchdown to interception ratio yards something i think he has a pretty decent shot to get in i would also say if you're going to hedge with one of those three guys to me it's mahomes um just yeah. because again of the division i i think his division you can you make up some ground on the raiders i don't think the chargers are as good as advertised Broncos will have a tough defense, no question. But again, the division I think he owns, man. They always beat the Broncos. Though. Like they always, know, they, they still. Always. As much as like that, they play them tough. Like they still always score like twenty eight points, mm-hmm. twenty seven points. So my caveat thing that I want to talk to you about. I really like the Jaguars for conference champion. Yeah, I mean that's it's the bet on Lawrence to take a big leap. He is the guy to key in on to take the biggest leap and improve his team the most. Mm-hmm. Like the Jaguars are sixteen to one to win the conference right now. Sixteen to one MVP. Sixteen to one to win the conference. Bingo! That's it. I mean, like, I don't know how else to say. It. I mean, I love, love, love those numbers for Lawrence. I just think he's. I think he's. I think this is his moment this year. Like we always talk about second year jump, man. Well, you didn't give out your MVPs either. I know you, you've usually got quite a few MVPs. Yeah, I looked – I was just looking at that. So, again, I, I'm not cra- – like, the one that I kind of like, and this would be nutsy a little bit, was, you know, I kind of like uh, 
because they're all so low. Like all of these MVPs for these quarterbacks that have a realistic chance are also low. So I think you could do a good job of hedging on this if you want to take a Burrow or Mahomes or two of those guys. And then there's not a lot in the NFC, so you could take your dark horses there. Um, but Lamar Jackson, too, at 16-1 to 1 doesn't feel yeah. like a bad thing either. That, that, would, that would have been the other name I would have said, too. Because like you said, that's just – if he plays, if he plays every game, his numbers are more than likely better than every other quarterback because he could just do more than everybody else. It's like if he could play fifteen games, I mean, he he could have better stats in a lot of categories. You know, mm-hmm. obviously he's going to have the most rushing yards out of any quarterback if he plays that many that many games, um, and then just be up there with his individual touchdowns between if he you know his rushing touchdowns he can get multiple you know double digit rushing touchdowns and still have thirty passing touchdowns. So you're betting on the new coordinator with him. You're yeah. betting on that trajectory. That's what I'm thinking. You like a conference champion? Uh, I, I obviously Jaguars. I, I would also hitch my wagon to that with with Lawrence. That makes a lot of sense. And then we showed love for the Dolphins. The Dolphins are twelve Ugh, to one. Don't don't do that. Twelve to one. I know. Ugh. Yeah, I, you're like I, I've changed a little, but not that much. Nah, don't like one year at a time. <laughs> one year at a time for for these guys. I mean, goodness, the the Dolphins right now. I mean, I'm looking at the odds now, a conference championship tracker, and just lost the Dolphins. Here they are. I see. I see. Four, four, you, I see fourteen to one. Okay, that's bad. Um, so there you go. I mean, the Broncos have a higher. The Broncos are thirteen to one. The New York Jets. What are you are looking the, at? I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Uh, what is? No, this is from March. I'm I'll sorry. Say, I'll say draft. DraftKings in Connecticut. Chiefs plus three thirty, Bengals five hundred, Bills five hundred, Jets are plus nine hundred, which mm. again that's just steep. That's crazy. Jags, uh, Jags twelve to one, Dolphins twelve to one, Chargers thirteen to one, Ravens fifteen to one, uh, Browns and Steelers both twenty to one, Broncos are twenty five to one, followed by your Patriots at thirty. Patriots at thirty to one. Bill Belichick at thirty to one to make the Super Bowl. Seeing crazier things happen. I love it. I love Mac it. Jones, come on. He's now we're moving on. Come we're on. moving on from Mac Jones. No, we ain't. Mac Daddy, baby. Should take him all of us. Oh, stop it. That's the blasphemy. Um, anyway, we'll end it on that. <laughs> Good way to end it. Uh, next week, NFC free agency. Man, there are some open divisions. Man, there are. I, we just said the top five MVP candidates are all in the AFC. So Crazy. there is a lot that can happen. Looking at and the conference winners, there's a lot. There's a bigger difference in conference winners uh, in the NFC than there are in the AFC. In the odds. Anybody stop the Eagles? That is the question. All right. We'll see you next week. For Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, I am Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening. You have been listening once again to the AFC Free Agency Edition 2023 of the Sunday Card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, 
at the Sunday card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.